Hi, Life Lessons Florette. Let's get one belief that's so important clear. God is a good God, and there's no turning in Him. There's no shadow of turning. He doesn't change. All good and perfect gifts come from above. Now, when we say that He reigns over all, He does, everything belongs to Him, nothing is outside of His reach or concern. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. But some things that happen, for instance, is he in control of disease, earthquakes, hurricanes? If that be the case, then Jesus wasted his time healing the sick if he sent diseases. No, he didn't send any disease, any hurricane, earthquakes. That's why he could, Jesus can come and get up from the back of the boat and say, peace be still, because it was another spirit. That, that was having ha- causing havoc. So we have to think about what things are, that we are responsible for. We've given up the, our will to control this earth and gave it to Satan all the way back in Eden. So there's some things that happen naturally because the earth is cursed now and because we make bad decisions. And, and it's, God can work any situation around for his glory, and for his good. Jesus gave us a model to follow. Let's think about what he did. Even the disciples, he had to to discipline and disciple them. He didn't do it sharply. They would say stupid things like, after they did all those miracles, took place in their their hometowns, maybe raised the dead, they conquered all the evil spirits. They healed the sick through the power of God. And they had ministry success. And the first thing they began to argue about was who was the greatest. Hold on now. Don't get too big-headed. Because the miracles flowed through them, they thought it was them. So some powerful things happened through them, yes. It was hard for them to imagine that it wasn't by their own power. So what did Jesus have to do? He had to prune the branch. He didn't do it harshly. He didn't say, no, you have the wrong idea. He simply said, by pruning him with the word of God, he simply let them know that a little child, he said, if you really want to know real greatness in the kingdom, what it looks like, look at this little child. This child is at least among all of you, but is the one who is great. This is the one who is great in the kingdom. So he was always teaching very gently and redirecting them. They saw a man casting out demons in Jesus' name, and they rebuked him, saying, no, you're not part of our gang. Uh Uh-uh, you got to stop that nonsense. Okay, we get it. Yeah, you got it tight-knit group, and they're doing some marvelous things. But Jesus let him know, no, if do not hinder him, for he that is not against you is for you. He just kind of redirected their energies. He didn't say, don't be stupid. He didn't say that was dumb. He simply redirected them. Everything that they said that was really stupid, like, Samaria wouldn't permit them to come through, go walk through their area. James and John said, 
hey, how about we call fire down and, and burn the whole city like Elijah did? Because they rejected our ministry. They were getting ready to have a spirit of murder loose on all those people. No, he said, I didn't come to bring death, but to bring life. He didn't say that's stupid, that's of the devil. He simply redirected them. He simply pruned that branch so that it can be more fruitful and go in the right direction. So we do not know what kind of spirit you are. The Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. So we're not, no, we're not going to burn the city down in Jesus' name. Really? <laughs> no. And we're getting ready to be, consume them just like Elijah. But it was, it, they were in error. But every time that he corrected them, he corrected them in love. He corrected them in the way that it should be and what the kingdom looked like because they really didn't know. They were with him three and a half years. He was teaching them. They were watching him. He was an example. They ate together. They stayed in the same houses three and a half years. And he still had to disciple them and teach them so that they can understand more clearly about the kingdom of heaven. No, it's not about who is against you or for you or who is the greatest. Look at the child because we have to come meekly before God and submit our ways to the ways of God. He knows much better than we do. He sees way around the road. All we do is see the bend and sometimes think it's the end. Don't be fearful. He said, don't even be agitated. There's, because God is with you. He's with you all the time. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. Psalms 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will we not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountain be carried into the midst of the sea? Psalms 91, 5 and 6. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Remember one thing, and don't let anyone persuade you of anything differently. God is good. He has no shadow of turning in him. He doesn't change your switch. He's not like man. He only gives good gifts and perfect gifts. So if it comes another way, it's of the, it's of the evil one. No doubt about it. So we're given credit where credit is due. And when it looks like God and acts like God, we know it is God. And God is always good. Keep that in the, in the center of your heart. No matter what happens, he can turn a bad situation into a good situation, but he didn't cause it to happen. It could have been our mistake. It could have been the kind of decision we made. It could have been circumstances because we have, we have to live down on this earth. And until we get a renewed mind, and he says, the renewed mind happens when you read the word. We have to understand the will of God through the word of God and through prayer and our relationship and talking with him and sharing with him and let him open our eyes. 
because no matter what, no matter what happens to us, no matter what we do, God is still good. And he loves you. He's not angry with you. No, no. We got hell scared back in my day. And that's why many of us got saved. We didn't want to go to hell. I have to be honest with you. But I grew to learn about the love of God. As we fasted, water fast for a few weeks and prayed, he took me through the scriptures and led me to see that he is light. He is hope. He is always there for us, regardless of what we endure. It's up to us to grab hold to that glory and the promises of God. It's up to us to constantly stay in the word so that we can be strengthened and it can prune our hearts and our, and our branches so that sometimes we may need redirections. The disciples did after three and a half years. And that's okay because he wants us to be fruitful. And, and because of the pruning, we will be fruitful. Shave all those old leaves off so fruit can come. And all those leaves of doubt, fear, uh, things of the past that hold us back, shave them all off. God, just God, let, let God shave them all off so that fruit can come. Love, joy, peace. And it would automatically grow. You don't have to strain because when you stay in the flow of God, let the Lord lead you and guide you. Let the Spirit of God in you talk to you and you listen and obey. You'll see things work out for your best. There's no turning in him. He does not change. We change a lot, but God does not change. He is always good and he's looking out for our good. May God bless you, protect you and keep you and keep your family sheltered and healthy and prosperous because all of that is in his will for your life and your family's life. May God bless you.